I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher at Grace and Truth Ministries. I'm trying to impart to you something about the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day was Saturday in the Old Testament. The Sabbath day is not the same now. The Sabbath day, you couldn't go anywhere. You didn't go to church like these Sabbath day worshipers do. According to the 16th chapter of Exodus, you had to stay in your place. You had to stay at home. You couldn't go anywhere. The, there, you could not light any fires on the Sabbath. When you drive a car with these Sabbath day worshipers, you have to light the fires in your cylinders in your car. If it's a four-cylinder, they're firing. Every time they fire, you're lighting a fire. You couldn't do that. You could, have no, you could have no pleasure on the Sabbath. You had to sleep, eat what you had prepared on the Friday before, and you couldn't cook any food, prepare any food. If you go, if you go in your car down to a restaurant and say, "I'm a Sabbath day worshiper," after you go to a, after you go to your Sabbath day preacher and listen to him, then you go to you go to a restaurant and you have some cook break the Sabbath for you. It's not true what the Sabbath day worshipers are saying. What happened? You have in the Old Testament, the law comes in two parts. It comes in the letter and the spirit. The letter is the rituals. And the rituals were written on tables of stone kept inside the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark. The Ark was inside the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was called the House of God. Over here in the New Testament, we're the Temple of God. We're His Temple. And our hearts are the Ark of the Covenant because our hearts are sprinkled and in our hearts is written the law on fleshy tables of our hearts. Fleshy tables of heart. Fleshy hearts. And that inner inner sanctuary was called the house of God. In the New Testament, Hebrews 3 and 6 says, Christ is the son of his own house whose house are we? God would come down over here and dwell inside, dwell upon that Ark of the Covenant. He comes down and lives in our hearts. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Live in hearts. And this veil, the Bible says, we enter into the veil by a new and living way. There's two ways, a narrow way, and a broad way. Narrow and the word tribulation are basically the same word. One is the verb, the other is the noun. And we enter into this by new and new a narrow way through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And his flesh is the bread in John 6. And the bread is the body, and the body is the church. And that's the New Testament church, and everything over here was a shadow, a skia, 
a shade and this is the very image over here and the candlesticks is now the church and we being many are one bread the table of showbread is us it's only us because Christ the true bread is in us and the altar this brazen altar this golden altar was uh, they offered up incense and the Bible says that is now the prayers of the saints prayers of saints I spelled that wrong I-N-C-E-N-S-E I'm not a bad speller I just do that when I'm talking and this you had the brazen brazen sea and the altar which was a type of the cross the daily cross because they offered a lamb every morning at sunup and every evening at sundown and the priest washing this was this was a picture this sea had 2,000 baths 2,000 baths at one time it was the it was the labor but the priest increased so much they had to make it a sea so everything over here that was a ritual a letter of the law that was blotted out now there's a spirit of the law the spirit is spiritual and I've done so many teachings on the spiritual Passover they were eating the Passover they wouldn't eating crackers and drinking grape juice at the last communion that's not what they were eating that's wrong they were eating the last Passover now so I'm trying to tell you what the what the Sabbath was about. Let's go back over here. We've discovered some things about the about the spiritual Sabbath. The spiritual Sabbath is daily. The Bible even teaches that. The spiritual Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbaton, S A B B A T O N. It does not mean seven, it means rest. We're talking about how God has ordained everything to be and what days are we supposed to rest in everything that God's doing. We rest seven days a week, 24 hours a day. When we mature enough, you're supposed to believe everything that's going on, the good and the evil is from God. The good and the evil. I'll tell you something about this. I was going to bring it up. Saturday, but this coronavirus is not man's coronavirus. It's God's. Every disease, I decided to go online and look up the pandemics that have, the top 10 pandemics that have been going on for hundreds of years. This is just one of them. You had the pandemic of 1968, it was a flu virus. You had the virus of 1918. Then you had you had the bubonic plague. And I've got and I'm gonna bring this out Saturday, how many people, the millions that died in these plagues. And I've got pictures off the internet of nineteen eighteen where people were wearing masks. Then it this is God's judgment. That's what it is. It's not has nothing to do with Democrats and Republicans. I don't care who started it. I don't care who's finishing it. It's God that's going to finish it. This is what he said he would bring these judgments when 
men would not be obedient to the truth and it's really amazing the smallpox was the biggest pandemic that we had worldwide and it killed millions and millions of people back in the 1300s that was just about the time the Roman Catholics were on a tear killing Christians by the millions now I'm going to go through more of that Saturday that is not has nothing to do with Democrats and Republicans it don't matter God says I will use evil men to whip my people with and it don't matter if the Chinese invented it or who invented it or who's financing it. it has nothing to do with them has to do with God's people say well, you, you say God's to blame God is not to blame for anything he's the cause and he's righteous whatever he causes if you don't like that then you don't like the word of God now let's get back over here to Hebrews we've been talking about unbelief unbelief is no Sabbath you cannot when you worry or you stress or you get angry at what's going on I've been people get angry at me because I wouldn't side with the right wing Republicans I'm not siding with the Democrats either I'm siding with God When you get all of these things, worry or stress or angry, uh, just get out of your normal state of mind. You should be keeping the same state of mind at all times that you have when you're going to a grocery store and you're pushing the cart and you're pulling down items. Going, wonder how many calories that has. Well, I think I'll take that. You're going to, you should stay in that state of mind whatever is happening when people are doing things to you that you don't like you have to say this is the will of God but don't you antagonize them into doing something to you let them do it if it's for the truth when I have learned to come to that state of mind now we said last week we've been saying for several weeks that there's several things associated with unbelief we've, I've put a couple of mathematical axioms on the board and I'm using these throughout that things equal to the same thing things equal to the same thing this this is something I gotta stay on are equal to each other to each other I just got through saying out of Hebrews the Bible says we enter in by a new and living way through the veil that is to say his flesh and then over in John 6 we've got the veil is the flesh and the flesh is the bread bread we being many are one bread and one body and the body is the church and the flesh and the flesh of Christ is the truth 
and thy word is truth and the Holy Spirit is truth so the Holy Spirit equals the word equals the truth equals the flesh equals the veil equals bread equals body they're all the same thing and that's the church so the bell is the it goes into the house of God and that's the house leads you into the house so all these are the same so things equal to the same thing they're all equal to each other that's real simple that's like falling off of a log isn't it Victor you didn't know you knew that much about algebra did you but you do and then I put on the board if equals are substituted for equals if equals are substituted for equals the results are equal are equal you can take any one of these things I put on the bottom of the board here and substitute them for each other if the Holy Spirit is the word and the word is the truth and the truth is the flesh and the flesh is feminine gender there in John 6 and the feminine flesh except eat my flesh and drink my blood that's truth my flesh is meat indeed indeed alethes means of truth so you're eating of the body of Christ which is the church you're partaking of the church but to eat of something doesn't mean to necessarily put something in your mouth Jesus told the, the, the apostles in John 4 I have a meat to eat of that you don't know of it's to do it's not to chew it's to do the will of the father so all of these are equal to each other and they can be substituted for each other and that will lead to any number of other things the bible is like one word god had all these ways of expressing it now i'm going to keep going in this this is just another i'm showing you how easy algebra is it's like anybody can understand it i think they ought to start teaching in about the third grade if they used simple illustrations with it because the little kids use algebra all the time they just don't know it all the time now i'm talking about sabbath and how Israel could not enter into the Sabbath when they were in the wilderness and this is one of the best illustrations of unbelief they could not enter into the promised land where is that they wandered in the wilderness in this third chapter of you say, Jim, you've said these things. I have, but I'm trying to reset it so I can go into some other things. I'll get it here in a minute. No, that's not. I'm looking. Here it is. This is the Sinai Peninsula. It juts down into the Gulf of Suez and to the Gulf of Aqaba and down into the ocean down here and this and this is the red sea that comes down 
into the Gulf of Suez. And they cross, they left Egypt and cross here, comes down to Sinai, they go up here to Kadesh Barnea, and they, what they did, they diacrino, they diacrino, they discriminated. When you discriminate, you judge things yourself. You judge. You are partial to your own opinion. We said that last week. You're partial. You judge. When the Bible says judge not, it's not talking about don't judge. Because it goes on to say, for with what judgment you judge, you'll be judged. If you judge with your opinion then you'll be judged that way. And what measure you meet, meet means to measure out, it'll be measured to you again. And then he goes on to say, first of all, before you judge, get the beam out of your own eye so you can see clearly to get the moat out of your brother's eye, get the little speck out of his eye. You've got to clear up your vision. So what he's talking about when he says judge not, there's an understood subject. You, when you start a sentence with a verb, there's an understood subject. You judge not. If you judge, then you are diacrino. Crino is the word to judge. And that's the same word we said last week. It's the word stagger. Diacrino. Stagger in Romans, Romans 4, 18 and 19. Well, 19 actually. That Abraham considered not his own body now dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb when God promised him, I'm going to call things that be not, I'm going to raise Isaac from the dead lawns of your father and the dead womb of your mother. You're going to have a son. He'll be called Isaac. And Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. But it says staggering was unbelief through unbelief. And unbelief is what we're really talking about. The word is A-P-I-S-T-I-S. Pistis is the word faith. P-I-S-T-E-U-O is the verb form. That's the word believe. So faith and believe are basically the same word. One is the verb, the other is the noun. Pistuo is the word believe. So apistus means no faith. And stagger is the word diacrino. So if you judge, this is what they did. They said, we can't go in there and beat those giants. They're too big. They're over nine feet tall. How can we whip them? We can't. And God had destroyed Pharaoh's army over here when they crossed the Red Sea, the most powerful army in the world at that time. And God says, I don't have any intention of you fighting them with a sword. I will be your fighter. I'll be your re-reward, R-E-R-E-W-A-R-D. That word means I'll bring up the rear and I'll be the 
avant-garde. I'll be the front of your army. You're not going to do that alone. You're never going to do it alone. That's like us. We believe when the when the problems are too big, God can't get us through it, and he does. Now, we've said stagger is unbelief. It's the word opistus. Anywhere you find no faith, that is unbelief. We've said a lot of things about what faith is. So if you, the alpha primitive, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, they call it an alpha primitive. The alpha primitive negates a word. We've got that in English. Atypical. It means not typical. Asexual. That means not sexual. Anywhere you have an A, even in English in front of a word, as a negative particle, neg part, it negates the word and has an opposite meaning. So, apistus is, is the word unbelief. When you look up the word unbelief in a Strong's, every time except a couple of times it will be apistus. And it will have apistasia, A-P-I-S-T-I-S-I-A, which is just a form of the word apistus. So, unbelief means no faith. So what you do is you find everything that faith is. You want to know what unbelief is? Find about everything that faith is and faith does. Faith does. Then apistus, everything that faith is and faith does you can take everything and place the alpha privilege in front of it. Faith is the substance. Faith is substance. Well, here's the way you can do it. Apistus, or no faith, unbelief, unbelief is no substance. All you got to do is define substance, hypostasis. It means no hypostasis, no understanding. They don't understand spiritual things when they don't have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, it's the evidence, a evidence. I'm inventing a word here. A evidence, a faith, a faith, a evidence, no evidence, no faith. Evidence, E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. And it comes from E-L-E-G-C-H-O, which is the word rebuke. No, when a man doesn't have any faith, he has apistus, 
He will not be rebuked. Don't you tell me that, that I have to do that. I've had a younger brother that told me that. I'm not going to repent to you. You can't repent to me. So everything that faith does, you can put the out for privilege in front of it. Of course, that leads us to no substance, understanding, and if you're understanding, then you're a learner. And that's disciple, D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E. That's the word mathetes. If you learn, it's because you understand M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S. We get our word mathematics from that. And that means a learner. That's a disciple. So there is a, a disciple, a mathetes. And the Bible says over there in, in uh, I believe it's Second Peter, the last chapter there, that men that are, let me flip over that. Let me show you this. In Second Peter, Second Peter, the third chapter, and also in all of Paul's epistles, speaking in them of those things which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned. An unstable rest the word of God. That word unlearned is amathes. A-M-A-T-H-E-S. It's putting mathetes down and placing the alpha in front of it. It means they're unlearned and they twist the word of God. So when you, that makes you no faith, no evidence, no being rebuked, You have to be humble enough. God has to humble you in order to drop your head and say, I have sinned. Oh, gosh, why did I do that? I'm so sorry, God. You're not sorry to people. You're sorry to God. Because he's the one you sin against. Now, you can go to all the things. No learner. A learner, a disciple, a mathetes. I'm not saying a mathetes, a learner. I'm saying a, which negates that, means no learner, no disciple, no mathetes. Remember what Jesus said, Luke 14, 27. He said, He that beareth not his cross cannot be my disciple. You cannot be a disciple. You cannot understand. You cannot have faith. You can't have substance without a daily cross. So unbelief is a cross. I'm actually using the Greek way of putting this in a message to say no cross. So there's no daily cross to a man who's unbeliever. Boy, America's full of that, isn't it? Now, I'm trying to get you to understand how I'm saying these things. Then you have anywhere you find unbelief. 
Anywhere you find anything that faith is or faith does. Remember I said that? Let me put cross here. I cross. You understand what I'm saying when I say I cross? No cross. Not a cross. But I cross. That would be no cross to put it like they did it in the Greek. Now, when the Bible says faith worketh, in Galatians 5 and 6, faith worketh by love. But that's when you have to find out what that word love is. You cannot do like most of the preachers say, well, there's phileo and agape, and they mean the same thing. They do not. Why did God make two words? And have a mean, sometimes two words will mean the same thing, but not in this case. Not in this case. We gave you parapipto earlier. Which means to apostatize. Apostatize. Well, falling away is also means to apostatize. The day of the Lord will not come except to come a falling away first. Apostasis is the word. And this this word over in Hebrews six is fall away, fall away. That's the way the translators put it, but it means to apostatize. Apo. Stasis. Sometimes you'll have things that mean the same word, but not in this case here. You've got amathes, and it means no cross, no disciple, no mathetes. They all mean the same thing in different languages. Now, you got falling away. That, that means the same thing. You have other words that are like that. I won't get into those now. But the Bible says, Faith worketh, worketh by love. You can't quote that verse without telling people that love is agape. It is not phileo. Phileo means to like or have affection for or be drawn to something. Be drawn to something like I like cake, I like God, I like my car, I like like anything. This word agape was the relationship that kings had for their subjects. Kings for subjects. Fathers had for families and the Bible says Second John 6, and this has to be defined when you read it. Second John 6, this is love, is love. This is agape that we walk after his commandments. That's not phileo. If you are friends with the world, you're an enemy of God. Friend, philos, or philia, that came from phileo. You can be friends with the world and be God's enemy. Agape with God only has to do with walking after his commandments. So faith works by agape. 
no faith, our faith, or our pistis does not work and has no agape. I'm making this as simple as I can. I'm inventing a word, using it like you'd use in the Greek. If we used the English language like they use, like they use the Greek, we'd say, our faith, our worketh, our agape, be known agape. That would make it easier to understand everything, wouldn't it? Well, if faith works by agape, Boy, this would take me on a long journey. Let me just, let me show you something real quick. Go over to 1 Corinthians 13. Now, I've kind of gone through this some with you. I hadn't gone through it completely. Let me erase some of this. Is that making it simple by putting our faith, our pistis, our cross, our mathetase? Does that make that easier to understand? If we could write the English like they wrote the Greek, when we would want to say not something, we just put A in front of it and call it the alpha primitive. It negates the word. No faith. That is our pistis. Well, the Bible says that the reason they couldn't enter into the land of Anak was because they provoked God when they said, we can't enter in. And that's when they were judging that they couldn't make it. And they became diacrino. They were judging, and what they were doing, they were exhibiting unbelief, A-P-I-S-T-I-S, apistis, no faith, that's unbelief. And the Bible says their unbelief, they could not enter into the Sabbath, actually called it the promised land, said they could not enter into their rest, and they did one thing on the Sabbath, nothing. They rested. Didn't go nowhere, didn't listen to preachers, didn't do nothing on the Sabbath. Where do these Sabbath workers get they have to go to a church? That's crazy. They had to stay at home, sleep and eat, and that's it. Nobody went over to watch the priests break the Sabbath in the temple. Nobody. The Bible says they broke the Sabbath and they were guiltless. Now, I've got so many things I want to go to on this. If faith works by love, then no faith has no love. And watch what you can do here with this. This is kind of interesting. In 1 Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not agape. Have not agape, have not charity. Watch how this translates. Have not charity. Well, I have not. 
Have not charity would be like this, A-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. Instead of putting have not, if we would translate our words like they did in the Greek, we just could put ah, charity. Or charity is the word agape. So we could put ah, agape, which would be no agape therefore no working and faith doesn't work in a man that has no agape now here's the here's the peculiar thing it'll tell you what agape does and i gotta straighten this out about tongues this word tongue though i speak with the tongues of men tongue is the word glossa we get our word glossary from that a glossary is a section of a book with words that are foreign to most readers. Glossary means foreign language. Now, why would he say that at Corinth? Because Corinth was right in the middle of the Mediterranean world, and they had sailors and salesmen and everything you could think of coming through Corinth. Paul said, I don't need anybody in the church <coughs> coming in with foreign language without somebody interpreting what they're saying. It doesn't, it's not talking about Pentecostal jibber-jabbering tongues. So, angel, angelos, Paul says, though I am preaching A-G-G-E-L-O-S, angelos means messenger. Though I'm a messenger of God, and I am preaching in the foreign languages of some of these people that are coming in from all over the world, and I have not charity. If I don't have agape, so that that is the same thing as saying A-P-I-S-T-I-S. Apistis, no faith, no agape, because faith works by agape. What he's saying, I don't have, though I have unbelief, is what he's saying. And watch what you can do with the rest of this. It's very interesting. If we constructed our language the way they constructed there, there's every time we wanted to say something, say he does not have a car, does not have a car here's the way we would write it he a car he a car he no car that's the way we would write it make it simple now watch what you can do with this when you go down here though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries Everywhere he's talking about charity here, and I have not charity. Though I can have faith to move mountains, have not charity. I am nothing. He's saying, though I have prophecy, I have no prophecy. I have a prophecy without charity. Though I have, and though I have knowledge, mysteries, I actually have our knowledge. 
and our mysteries because none of that means anything without charity. So we just come up a different way to invent our words. Our mysteries means no mysteries. Our knowledge means no knowledge. Our prophecy means no prophecy. Our faith means no faith. Our agape means no agape. Therefore, everything that agape does right here in this chapter, there's none of it. Then he says in verse 4, Charity suffereth long. Macrothumia. But if I have no charity, charity worketh, faith worketh by love, by charity. Or agape, however you want to call it. Well, then I have no charity. I don't have any macrothemia. Macrothemia means to suffer a long time from macro. And thumeo means to breathe hard. There's no breathing hard. There's no problem suffering. And is kind. Crestuomai. C-H-R-E-S-T-E-U-O-M-A-I. If I don't have agape, then there's ah, crestuomai. And that goes along with ah, pistis which is unbelief. So when a man's not believing God, he doesn't have any of these qualities of charity, which is agape. You can take one word and study it to death in the Bible. And it's kind. I've got so much to say about kind. It's got all these other words related to it. So when God says... I don't think I have time to go through all this. Without charity, without agape, faith doesn't work. And no faith is apistus. I hope you can keep up with me on this. This word, krestatos, which is the word kind, means to meet a need. When Paul said, this is, this gets so involved. Crestuomai means to meet a need. Acrestuomai means to meet no spiritual needs of anybody. And you get the word, gosh, I wish I could get to all this. What I need to do is, put this off and come back to it the word crisis is a form of the word crestuomai which means to use and that meets a need the the word crestos uh, c-h-r-e-s-t-o-s is a form of the word crestuomai, crestos. When the Bible says, my yoke is easy, 
it doesn't mean it's easy in the English language. It means it's employable and useful, and the yoke of a kingdom was the laws of a kingdom. Well, that has to do with Second John 6. This is agape that we walked after his commandments. That's the laws of a kingdom. So the yoke of the kingdom would be tied to agape, yoke. That's the laws of a kingdom. My yoke is Christos. It's useful. It don't mean it's easy in the sense of English language. It's not hard at all. It is difficult. Over there in 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, if the righteous scarcely be saved, shows it's not easy. Scarcely is the word mogus. And righteous people have faith, mogus, if the righteous scarcely be saved, mogus comes from molus, means with great difficulty. Where will the ungodly and sinner appear? With great difficulty. But the righteous, you have to be righteous, and that's something you do. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. So, if there is no difficulty, there's a difficulty, no difficulty, no righteousness, our righteous, if we define it the way they did. And it comes from the word, we also get the word, my, my yoke is easy, the laws of the kingdom that are written in our hearts on fleshy tables of the heart works Faith works by that agape, which this is going to tell you all what it's about. And I've got all these words that it comes from. There's none that doeth good. That's the word krestetos, a form of this word krestumai. There's none that does anything useful or employable. And then you get the word creo. Creo is also a form. C-H-R-I-O is a... I've spelled it wrong. That's the word... Boy, this takes you on a long trail on this. This takes you a long way. This is the word anointed. And if you don't have any anointed, you don't have any crestos, you don't have any crestuomai, and you don't have any kindness, and you're not kind and nice are not the same word. Nice is the word niskere, N-I-S-C-E-R-E, and it comes from nay and skir, N-I, N-S-C-E-R-E, which is the word knowledge or science. Knowledge, it means no knowledge. And knowledge is a part of what we have to add when we have faith. So no, not so. People that act nice, they're playing dumb, like they don't have any knowledge. What they're acting like is they don't have any faith. All this goes together, and we're anointed with the truth in First John, 
2.22 or 2.27. We're anointed with the truth. So there's no truth. Well, it always takes us back to the same words, doesn't it? It would be our truth. To write it the way the the Greeks would write it, we'd just say our truth. No truth. And we get the word chrisma, which is the word anointing or unction. C-H-R-I-S-M-A. And that means anointed, anointing. That would be the noun. Anoint would be the verb. Anointing. So all of these comes from Christuomai, which is the word kind. And that's not all I've got to say about that, but I'm going to stop on that. I've got all these other words it comes from. We're anointed with the truth. So we have no truth. We have no anointing. We have no long-suffering. We don't have any charity, and we're not, it's not work, faith is not working in a man's life that doesn't have these qualities. And then he goes on to the next thing. Next thing in line. That took us a long time just to get through the word kind, and I didn't exhaust it. And is kind. Charity envieth not. It does not envieth. It means to war with feelings against someone. That's that's the word envy. Zelao. Z-E-L-O-O. Well, you have zelao if you if you don't war against people you don't have envy it envieth not zelao we get the word zealous from that that zealous can be good or bad you can have zealousy for religious things or you can be a zealot for evil and then he says charity envieth not charity vaunteth not itself per my means to be a braggart or boast. Charity or agape is uh, boasting. If you don't have, if you have boasting, if you have boasting, you don't have charity. If you're bragging about how good you are at anything, it takes me back to that verse over in 1 Corinthians 4 and 7. Who make thee to differ from another? What dost thou have that thou dost not receive? And why do you take the glory as though you didn't get it from God? Man has no right to glory in anything he does. And boy, when you watch these football players or these stars on stage and they're bragging on each other and clapping for each other and just basking in the glory of it all, you didn't do that yourself. If you're elect of God, God's liable to break your neck so he can get your attention. But if you never have a broken neck, you never get some real deadly disease and God lets you live a long time and have all the money and the fame in this world in all probability you're going to die and go to hell one day. That's just the truth of the Bible. And then he goes on to say, 
This is a message in itself. I don't even have time to get to all this. Charity is not puffed up. Fusio, P-H-U-S-I-O-O. It's it's afusio, P-H-U-S-I-O-O. Fusio means to be puffed up. I just placed the alpha there. Afusio, so charity does not is not proud and lifted up and conceited. Agape is not conceited. If a man is conceited, he has no agape. In fact, if he's conceited, it invalidates everything else. Then he says, doth not behave itself unseemly. Behave unseemly is the word askimaneo. It comes from skimon, means shapeless. It means not to have any likeness to Christ. So if if you behave yourself unseemly, you don't have any of Christ's likeness, and that's what we're predestined to, to be conformed to his the image, the icon, to the likeness of Christ, to the likeness of his Son. So, if you don't have any charity, you're not like Christ. That's what this, that's what this is talking about. Seeketh not his own. So, behaving yourself unseemly is completely unlike Jesus. Seeketh not her own. Seeketh is the word zeteo means to worship self but doesn't seek doesn't worship self when you worship self you covet covetousness is idolatry idolatry means to serve what you see when you're looking at things in this world and say I gotta have this and that and her and am then you don't all these if you have if you're missing one of them then validate all the others and then he goes on to say, it's not easily provoked. Proxano, P-A-R-O-X-U-N-O. P-A-R-O-X-U-N-O. Proxano is not easily provoked. means to incite to dispute or contention you're not you don't get in an argument easy it's hard to provoke you I'm hard to provoke now I'm so old I've been around so long I've gotten in so many arguments I found out it doesn't do any good to argue with somebody whose mind is fixed all we're out here for is to instruct the sheep that have been sheep from forever to forever. That's all we're here for. And only when they're willing to listen after God has taught them. And then he says, Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. You're not thinking, you don't think, kakos, 
evil. That's not in your mind all the time. I'll get that guy back. I won't put up with what he did to me. You don't ever want revenge anymore. Boy, how long does it take you to come to that? You got to get old, like me. Oh, I've been wrestling with, I wrestled that a lot in my life. And I love verse 6. Rejoiceth not with iniquity. Rejoiceth is the word kara. It means to have fun with. Let me erase some of this. To have fun and enjoy. You can remember a lot of that. I'll erase it off the board. So if, you, if you're missing one of these, you're missing all of them. Rejoiceth is the word kara. Iniquity is the word A-N-O-M-I-A. Rejoiceth comes from the word grace, which is the word charis. You're not gracious. You don't party with people. You don't go to people's house that believes in free will and they celebrate Christmas and they don't believe that God loved Jacob and hated Esau because all you're going to do is get in an argument. What did Paul say about joy? He told the Philippians in Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 and 2, 4, 1 and 2. He's talking about what real joy is. He told the Philippians, you are my Kara, my joy. If you don't have the rest of these things, you have a Kara, no joy with the people of God. Iniquity comes from the word nomos, which is the word law. And the alpha, there we are again, it negates the word nomos. It means, nomos means law or legal food for sheep. Legal food for animals and we are sheep. And we're sheep. It means no legal food. You don't rejoice with people that are eating of God's Word. You go out and rejoice with people that hate God's Word. They have no law of God in their life. How much time do I have, Mike? 34. Alright. I'm covering some territory. Charity Rejoiceth in truth has its kara with people who believe the truth and they have faith. They're not unbelievers. They don't have apistus. They have pistis. Charity never faileth. Well, let me read verse 7. Charity beareth all things. To bear all things, it means to put up with everything. Stego. It means to to enclose and partake in all things of God. Beareth all things. Believeth all things that God does. And He does everything. When it says believeth all things, it doesn't mean you believe every lie that's out here. You believe everything that's going on is of God. Hopeth all things. El Pizzo means to 
means to depend on the promises that God has made. It means to depend on a promise, but it's talking about God's promises. And it puts up with all things, endureth. Hupomeno. Hupomeno is the word endure. But if there's no faith, it goes back to everything we've been talking about. There's no hupomeno. There's no enduring. Hupo. Hupo. Monet is, is the noun form of hupomeno. It's the word patience. If you don't, there is no patience if you don't have any agape. No agape, no love, no faith. That's all unbelief. I've got a whole lot more to say about this. I could have spent a lot of time in this chapter. I really need an entire message just on this chapter so I can go through all these things, that, especially that Christiomai comes from. When Paul said, My God shall supply all your need, According to his riches and glory, the word Christuomai, the word kind, comes from the word need. But Paul wasn't talking about, my God shall supply your greed. Not your greed, your need. He was in a Roman jail waiting to be executed. And he said, I've been instructed in all things, both to be hungry and be full, to abound and suffer need. My God shall supply everything it takes for you while you're in a Roman jail to get through this trial so you could be headed down the road there in a few months. It's not talking about my God shall supply your need, uh, that your need to get uh, build a big company. That's not what it's talking about. Now, we've talked about our pistis. Everywhere you find faith in the Bible, you can take your you can take your concordance. And I took my concordance and I went through the word faith. And this is just some things I wrote down that faith does and it does not do. Faith cometh by hearing. Hear and obey the same word. Faith cometh by hearing. No faith, which is no Sabbath, and it's no provoking God, or it's provoking God, no faith is no... Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing is the word akuo. It is a form of obey. Obey is the word hoop. A-K-O-U-O. It means to hear under. Hoopo means under. So it means to be subordinate. To be subordinate. No faith. There would be no hearing. Ah, hearing. No hearing. And no obedience. No obeying God. And you can go into all of the imperative commands of God. Imperative commands. Like for instance when Jesus said strive to enter into the straight gate. Agonizomai. 
This is a command. So if there's no obedience, there's no hearing, there's no faith. And there would therefore strive is an imperative command. Imperative, that's a command from Jesus when he said strive. And I could go into, he said, before Abraham was, I am, and the I am God was the one who, God says, you go to Pharaoh and tell him, I am has sent me, or you tell the people, I am has sent me. Jesus was saying he was the I am God. Well, he's the one that said, let there be light. He's the one that commands agonize as an imperative mood. Therefore, if you have no faith, you have no hearing, no Hupakuo, which is obedience. Therefore, you have ostrive, agonism, no agonizing. When he says, humble yourself under the hand of God, humble, T A P E I N O O, humble means to level mountains and hills or level self. To God only, not to man. Well, if you don't humble, if you're not obedient, you have no faith because you have no hearing and no obedience. So you have ah, no agonizing, no humbling. When you humble to man, you're not humbling to God. When you act real humble and you're kind of dock kneed and, and kind of put your feet together and make yourself look pigeon-toed. You're going, I'm so humble. No, you're not. You're putting on. You're acting nice. Or when you have preached the Word. Preach. Is the Word. K-E-R-R-U-S-O. Or K-E-R-U-S-S-O. Caruso I'm sure (coughs) the famous opera singer Enrico Caruso that means to herald Christ and that is an imperative mood you're not you have a preach a Caruso no preaching with when you have a pistis Unbelief, there's no preaching because that's no faith and faith hears and obeys. Gosh, and how many verses do we need to go into and obey who you would have? <clears throat> Christ is coming back, can't convince us and all those that know not God that obey not the gospel. Obey not would be apistus. The way we look at it, it would be no obedience, no faith. Or actually, ah, ah, hupakuo. Ah, I'm just putting the ah in there to let you know it means none of this. That's all it means. And you've got faith cometh by hearing. Faith speaketh on this wise. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, there'd be no confessing, no obedience. Confess. Some men profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. They would be denying Christ. Profess and confess are the same word, homologao. 
So when you have apistus, unbelief, you would have ah, homologeo, no confessing, no obedience to God, no obedience, and you would have no, and you'd have no works for God, but you'd be not denying Him. Arneomai, contradicting the Word of God. Arneomai. That's the word deny, and you would have contradiction for God's Word. It's This is really simple that I'm telling you. You can take unbelief and trans... It is the word apistus, and everything that belief has, you can put an alpha in front of it and say, this is what a man doesn't do when he's an unbeliever. Oh, that's tough. And if I went through everything he doesn't do, I'd have to go through every word believe in, in all of the New Testament and in the Old and say, this is what men don't do when they don't believe God. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? Who? You say, I can't grow up that fast. I know you can't. Nobody can. And I could read through all these verses. Besides all this, give all diligence, add to your faith, and you wouldn't add any of those seven things. And the first thing is a rete, A-R-E-T-E, A-R-E-T-E, which means maturity without faith. A man cannot mature spiritually and grow up. You'd have to put a arete or a maturity. No maturity. The second thing that add to your faith, knowledge. If he has no faith, then he has a knowledge, no knowledge of God. He doesn't read his Bible. He never has. He doesn't care what the Bible says. He goes to church, fills a pew in some boring church where a preacher don't know nothing about the Bible. Nothing about the Greek. Nothing about the culture, the customs, the idioms, the metaphors, the figures of speech. He doesn't study enough to know anything. Man, I could go here all day long and I just scribble some things down on a piece of paper that faith does or says. There's a verse I want to give to you. I don't know how far I can get into it, and this is going to show us something. Go over to Romans. 14. I'm trying to show you how the Bible fits together. Do y'all realize that all the words in the Bible fit together? Truth is equal to the flesh of Christ. It's equal to the body. It's equal to the church. It's equal to the veil. It's equal to the bread. It is the church. It is the body. When Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body, he's not talking about eating a piece of bread. He's talking about how many bodies are there's one body. The body's the church in Colossians 1, 18 and 24. He's saying, partake of my body. He's not saying, eat a piece of bread. When he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, he didn't use the word is like we have in English. He's, he used the word esteem, which means represents. 
The bread represents my body, and this represents my blood. And to drink of a cup meant to undergo a death. And a death is a daily cross, and that means you're a learner, our disciple, and you understand, and that's faith. All these words, notice how they all go back to one another. They just weave together. I I keep saying the Bible isn't the words of God. The Bible is the one word of God. We're just trying to construct it and put it together. If you notice truth and the Word and the Holy Spirit and and veil and flesh and body are all the same thing. That's just like a blood baptism was a death. To drink a cup was a death. To die not to deny self is a death. To any of these things Death to self, daily cross is a death. They all mean the same basic thing, and that's the truth. That's the Word of God. You can take all these things and mesh them together. Now let's go over here. It, do I have any time left, Mike? Whew. I don't know how to get to this without just doing it. Let's go over here to Romans 14. I may just come back to this. I'll give you something on faith and sin. Or no faith is sin. Or unbelief is sin. Let me show you this. The Bible actually says in this chapter, unbelief equals, remember these, if equals are substituted for equals, the results are equal. Things equal to the same thing or equal to each other. We showed that all through this showing what unbelief was. It's all equal to one another. Unbelief equals sin. So everything that we just said that unbelief was provoking God, provoking no no agape. No walking in the commandments of God. And everything that we read in First Corinthians First Corinthians thirteen, everything it does, everything that that faith is, it's the opposite of. Faith is understanding, no understanding. And faith working by agape. And everything agape equals. And we went about that in 1 Corinthians 13. Everything that equals, it's all sin. Because unbelief is sin. And this chapter will tell you that. Look here. Look here in Romans 14. Verse 
And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. This is about somebody offending someone. It's about eating something just because you're free to eat it in front of somebody that feels guilty for eating it. And I have to study this whole chapter for you to explain this. And you're going to find in this chapter proscoma, And scandalon, S-K-A-N-D-A-L-O-N, which is a form of scandalizo. And proscoma has the same meaning as these here, and they have the same meaning as pogis. Scandalon was a trap stick. Or a snare. Or a snare. And I got to go through all of these because these are what that last verse is about. And the last sentence of the last verse says, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, can I take the phrase, not of faith, not of faith, And can I substitute the word unbelief? Apistus. Apistus means no faith. So not of faith, I can put unbelief, can I? Can I do that? I can. Unbelief equals sin. That you can actually substitute those because if equals are substituted for equals, the results are equal. So not of faith equals apistus, unbelief. It's the word unbelief. And the Bible says not of faith equals sin. So unbelief equals sin. So this takes us to another step. We've got to look at two other verses to see what this is about. Look at 1 John 3. And I'm going to substitute some things here for... Look at 1 John 3. 1 John 3... And we'll look here at verse 3. Verse John 3. Verse John 3, 4, excuse me. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is. Now we've already said sin We could put sin is unbelief, right? Now this verse here says sin is apistus. 
unbelief. This verse says sin is the transgression of the law. So if sin is unbelief, we can substitute transgression of the law everywhere we find unbelief. Provoking God, no agape, no walking after the commandments of God, everything that agape does in 1 Corinthians 13, no understanding, no disciple, that's what sin is. No learning. No daily cross. No daily cross. People who don't believe in dying daily, they're in sin. They're in unbelief. Sin is the transgression. Anomia is the word transgression. Iniquity is the same word that agape does not rejoice with iniquity. Well, sin is is nomos which is the word law and it means no law observed in the life of men that are in sin no law sin is the transgression of the law there's one other verse I want to show you look over in James back up to the left back before Peter and go to James and this is what go to James the James the fourth chapter now look at this last verse Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Sin equals, and all these can be substituted for one another since it's all the same thing where there's none of these over here. And the list goes on and on and on. There is no doing good. When a man knows to do, I believe the word is kalos in this verse. Haven't looked at it lately. I believe that's the word good. It's also the word honest. Honest or beautiful. A man that does not, is not honest, is in his sin, and he's in unbelief. When you're dishonest with anything, you're in unbelief, and you have no understanding, no daily cross. You're scandalizing the world. So, but you cannot define this without reading the verses before it. You have to go back in this fourth chapter. In verse 13 of John 4. 
Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. That's something that's evil to talk about all that you're going to do to make money. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, the man that consents not to wholesome words, in verse 3, chapter 6, wholesome is the word Ugiano. Well, where does that take us? Uncorrupt words of God. Hugiano, H-U-G-I-A, Hugiano, no, misspelling, I-A-I-N-O. That means uncorrupt words, same word, uncorrupt words. Same word as health in Third John 2. I would you above all things that you would prosper. E-U-H-O-D-O-S. Be in the well way. Oh, that's the way in. That's the narrow way. We enter in by new and living way through the veil that is to say his flesh. That's the narrow way. Would you prosper and be in health? That's the word hugiano means uncorrupt words. We go through the well way into the veil, that is to say his flesh, his bread, his body, the church. They're all equal to each other. <clears throat> now, where was I? Now let's go back here to verse 13. We're going to go in such a, such a city. Well, he says in First Timothy... Boy, this is all these are tied together. In First Timothy six and three. Consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the doctrine, the didache, which is according to godliness, Eusebia, righteous words. This man he doesn't consent to uncorrupt words. He's proud, he's conceited. Blowing smoke to follow. It's a form of tufos. T-U-P-H-L-O-S means to be blind. He's blind and it means to be slowly consumed by smoke with no fire or conceited. Reminds us of the of the of the locust coming up out of the smoke out of the pit doesn't it which were false teachers notice how all these things tie together he's proud he knows nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words when cometh envy Fothanos rotten mind Fothanos, P-H-O-N-O-T-H-O-S, P-H-O-T-H-O-N-O-S. Fothanos, your mind is rotten. 
come, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings. They surmise different things that are wrong. They're perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. Diaphonia, dia, dia, p h t h a i r o d a. It's a form of phonos. It means thoroughly rotten. Dia, p h t h. Get the spelling on this right. I've spelled it so many times that sometimes I go blank. Dia. P h t h e r o p h t h e i r o. It means totally rotten. And what it, what really makes them rotten is the desire for money, and it says that. And he says, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Get away from these kind of people. They don't have faith. Supposing is the word nomizo. It means to legalize. Legalize gain of money as being godly. It comes to the word nomos. It means to make it lawful that getting money is a godly. That's what the charismatics say. I must be blessed. Look at all the money I've got. And that takes us back over here to James. I didn't finish this. They're bragging about buying and selling and how much about getting gain. In verse 13, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor. Man's like the grass of the field, which is soon cut down. We shouldn't be living for things and stuff. We should be living for the Lord. That appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. <clears throat> for that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we will live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting. Alazon. A L A Z O N. That's a form of the word A L A Z O N I A. And we find that word in 1 John 2 16. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride, the alazania of life, the self-esteem is not of God, it's of the world. And in all of their self-esteem and boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good concerning his accomplishments in life and where he's going... And he doesn't put down his boasting. It's sin. It's unbelief. I know this is an awful lot to give you in one lesson. If you can get this DVD and watch it over and over and over. I've really been thinking about this for some time. <clears throat> I made all of these. I took my concordance. And took all these verses on faith and what it was. You got all the verses on faith and on belief and unbelief and no faith. And you can preach from now on. Because all of it equals apistus is everything that's evil. No obedience to God, no daily cross, no death to self, 
no being mathetes, no being disciple, not having any any macrothemia, not long-suffering, not kind, not any of those characteristics of the believer. It's all unbelief. And you're corrupt. Do I know people that way? Oh, yeah, I got family members that way. What do, you, what do you feel bad towards them? It makes me sad that I can't even talk to them. I'm not a beginner in this. I've said this before. I'd have to introduce myself to my family if I ever got around them again because they don't know this Jim Brown. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm just simply trying to tell the truth. And my mathematical mind and my analyzing everything has certainly come in handy of trying to explain the truth because all these things that are equal to the same thing, they're equal to each other. And remember that diacrino is you judging. This, when the Bible says judge not, one of the best illustrations of judging is Romans the 14th chapter that's talking about don't diacrino but judge righteous dia means you become the channel of judging let's pray father thank you for truth lord I don't even know how to explain these things they're so overwhelming to me cause this message to go out to the believers those that love your truth and your word help us God to to live right help the believers here to live godly and righteously and holy we'll praise you for everything even the evil that comes in our lives so that you can mold us into your righteousness Fight every battle we have. I don't want to fight nobody ever again. Thank you for truth. In Christ's name we pray, amen. <clears throat> well, I hope hope that wasn't too confusing. I've been wanting to say that for a while. got a lot more to say on it.